Hello, everyone. This is episode 561 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, December 10th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'm going to talk about some more Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, a little bit of the kind of funny game showcase, but I mainly just want to bring it up so that people who may have missed it uh, can check it out, because it was a pretty good show. And uh, Dragon Ball GT, because I finished it, which is the greatest thing in the world. I should just talk about that right now, but I'll also be talking about a little bit of Titanfall 2, some Hellblade, because I just uploaded the, or posted the Attack the Backlog episode this Sunday, so I hope if you haven't already watched that, you'll check it out. But I'll I'll talk about it a little bit here, because I really love that game, and I want to put that out there in as many places as possible. And some Rival Mega Gun, which is a new game and one I I have some thoughts on. It was included in the showcase as well. Um, and in addition to that, I played a little bit of Doom. I went back to the, the Doom from 2016. And I think that's about it. Also, Black Klansman, which I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it, even though it's Black K Klansman and it's all one word. Because KKK is in the middle. But uh, that was a movie from this year that I finally got around to watching. And spoilers, I really enjoyed it. But I'll start off with Dragon Ball GT just to get it out of the way. I know there are plenty of people who don't give a shit about anime. I love anime, but, you know, a lot of people don't. And they really don't care about hearing about it. But this is a a part where we agree. Because I think Dragon Ball GT is a piece of shit. I think it is terrible. I have really come to like a lot of Dragon Ball. I think the original Dragon Ball is the best, and then Super is second best, then Z. But I like all of them. Uh, I really like Dragon Ball proper, original, uh, especially. Uh, I I may really like Kai, if that's ever available for streaming again. I'm not going to buy it on Blu-ray just to watch Z again, truncated and better paced. You know, that could be something I like more than Super, but Super's been a lot of fun while I wait for the next handful of dubbed episodes to come out. But GT is fucking terrible. It is it is like one of the worst movies in terms of writing quality and, and characters and all that stretched out into a 64-episode season or two seasons i don't know how they broke them up uh like on my anime list they just counted all as one big season they they do that with all the dragon ball series and it just drags on pan is insufferable i hate her so much the antagonist who is probably through a good half of it baby i hate is a stupid antagonist and I hate that it's called Baby, and whatever its stupid name is, his world was destroyed by the Saiyans, and now he wants to get revenge, and they're always talking about Baby, and there was a really bad episode before Baby took power, where this other android who thought he was the master and maker of Baby was kept going on about, oh, my baby, my baby, my baby, and he said that, I don't know, like 20 times in that episode, and it was so fucking terrible, but... There's nothing good about it. I don't like anything about it. My one friend told me that he really likes Super Saiyan 4. It has his favorite Super Saiyan of any of the Dragon Ball series. He hasn't watched Super, but he knows that there's Super Saiyan Blue. And he's like, whatever. They're called the hair 
it just changes into a different color. Whoa, what's so special about that? But I don't get what's so special about Super Saiyan 4. It turns him into a monkey man with like red eyeliner and they're all emo-y. It's fucking stupid. Everything's about it stupid. I just saw some spit coming out of my mouth. That's how stupid Dragon Ball T GT is. It makes you spit. But yeah, I'm so happy to be done with it. And now I'm just all caught up with this season and I'm looking at things to jump into in my backlog because there are these series that are long that I never really gave a chance because I, I'm not like with Dragon Ball I'm not huge into fighting and with like mech I'm not huge into those like that doesn't do much for me I'm much more into character and story and I'm a, I'm a sucker for anything that has a good romance in it I can appreciate animation, but if the story isn't there, even the animation is something like, yeah, I can look at this and be like, wow, that's amazing. But I'm still not going to love it like I love a series that may have subpar animation, but a really good story with strong characters. Uh, one example I always go back to, but I, I want to return to it because I feel like it, it has to be better than what I thought of it because I really, really didn't like it. Uh... Uh, FLCL, Fooly Cooly. I really appreciated how wild it was in terms of animation and, and different art styles and just doing a bunch of different, unique, cool things and, and, and being different from an artistic standpoint. The story is just like, what the fuck is going on? Why should I care about anything going on? This is, I, I just, why? Why? For the sake of the animation? If, that, if that's all it is, then that's not enough for me. But... I'd like to go back to that. And it, it's short, uh, the original series. I think, it, I think it's six episodes. And I do own it, so... <laughs> I own I own a lot of anime. And I don't... Not all of it I like. I just... There's something about anime that... I mean, this is the case for some systems that I, I want to... I'll never do it, but like... Oh, I could get close to having every game for this system. Uh, I like owning anime, even if I don't like a series because i think there's something to be gained in a way of having something I could, I could just put in something that i don't like but like i can appreciate this or i can laugh at this i feel like there's something i can get out of any anime uh but i i do avoid for the most part anything that's just pure edgy fan service if that's all it is i'm like unless it's like two dollars for something that regularly goes for 60 bucks, I'm not going to, but, you know, you can get some deals every now and again, especially on Amazon. There's a, a, a reseller or like a, a fulfillment, you know, fulfilled by Amazon, I think anime, anime corner or something. But, uh, yeah, Dragon Ball GT is a piece of shit and I hate it so much and I'm so glad it's done. If it was 300 episodes of this crap, oh God, I would have shot myself in the face. But, that's way more anime than anyone wants to hear about. Though, I just remembered, speaking of anime, I finally got around to watching Your Name, and it was wonderful. Not that that's a surprise, not that I was expecting anything different, um, but I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lovely love story, and very reminiscent of The Lake House with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, which was filmed here in Chicago, and was a really bad movie. 
that didn't make a whole lot of sense and was just real dumb and there wasn't a lot of chemistry and it just it wasn't good it was real disappointing because uh, I wanted to like it I, I love romantic comedies my favorite genre just romance in anything that's my favorite genre give me a romantic dramedy give me a romantic comedy give me a romantic drama whatever if it's good I'll like it if it's just okay I'll like it if it's bad I may still like it it depends if it's like bad in a good way you know I'll like it. When in Rome, if you haven't seen it, wonderful. It's with uh, what's her name from Veronica Mars, and she goes to Rome, and it's for her sister's wedding, I think. And there's this fountain that if you throw, I think if you throw in a coin, you get some kind of good luck. Your wish comes true, but you're not supposed to take the money from there. And she falls into it, or she, I don't know if she's, I don't remember why, but she gets four of those coins from the the fountain and these make the the four throwers fall in love with her and one of them is danny devito who's like the sausage man of maybe it was chicago but he's like the sausage man no the sausage man of chicago is some other movie but he was like mr sausage which was so ridiculous one that he had danny devito as one of the romantic potentials and also that he was all about sausage um but then you had Dax Shepard and Will Arnett and uh, I, I think Napoleon Dynamite dude as a magician. Or that might be something else where he, I think he was, he was a magician in something. But it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movie. But it's a movie I enjoy despite itself. That's a, a real big tangent. Uh, and I'm not even talking about games yet, but your name is wonderful and it's beautiful. It's not surprising. I, I think that director, oh God, I don't, I don't want to say his name cause I know I'm going to butcher it cause it's not all there, but, uh, it's like Mikado Shinkai, something like that. Uh, I really enjoy his, I, I need to make sure I get his name right. Um, ba, 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 ba. Mikado Shinkai. Mikado, not Mikado. Mikado Shinkai. Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of his stuff in the past. Uh, one of my favorite anime films, and it's only about 45 minutes, is The Garden of Words, which seems to be a love it or hater thing. It's beautiful as well, but some people don't like the story, and I don't want to spoil it, but uh, it's worth checking out, and it's short, so uh, it's easy to check out if you are into all that. But I think that's enough. Your name is fantastic. You should check it out. Uh, great music. Beautiful. Uh, highly, highly recommended. Uh, going to games again. That's what people really want to hear on this show. So, the Kind of Funny Games showcase happened on Saturday. And it was really well done. I was pleasantly surprised. It was about an hour and 15 minutes or so. They announced 16... They had 69 announcements. It wasn't all brand new games or anything. Uh, some were like ports. You know, this game's coming to Switch now, and it's coming out today. Some were for DLC. But they did a really great job of presenting it all. It was really well produced. Uh, the pacing of the show was great. It moved quickly. It was a nice change of pace from the Game Awards, which I didn't enjoy. 
And for me, looking at the Game Awards, it's just like, why not just do something like this? Why have this? I, I just feel like with the Game Awards, it's still the balance between awards and trailers is too geared towards trailers. And it makes the awards part just be like, oh, Oh yeah, I, every time an award is announced, I'm like, oh, this is an award show. I I forgot, and I still don't like that some awards aren't. I, I I want every single game category to be up on that stage. I want everyone who wins to get a chance to thank the people and, and you know to accept the award and let like especially for these small games like into the breach winning i mentioned this last show but just i i feel like a lot of games that get released on switch get a second win and, and do really well maybe it did but i didn't get the sense that there were a lot of people talking about into the breach after it came out on switch the only people i saw talking about it really were people i knew who already loved into the breach on pc and were like yeah this is coming to switch this is awesome you should play it i'm gonna get it and then after that they're the only people who were still talking about it. And when you have something like the Game Awards, just saying like, oh, here's a, the category for best strategy game. Here, here are the list of nominees. Into the Breach 1, oh, that's that's great. Good for subset games. And then moving on, I'm like, I want I want them to get more of a platform to, to thank people and for people to, you know, see the game. You know, show footage of all these games as well. Um, you know, it goes for best fighter and other genres as well, but oh well, the, the kind of funny games showcase was really good though. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it, it was hard to take in everything cause there were so many announcements and all that, but there were a lot of games that looked interesting. So I'm excited. It made me excited for a lot of indie games that'll be coming out in the nearish future. And one of the games on there, one of the early games shown, was At Sundown, which I talked about however many episodes ago uh, as a first on Discord game and that I couldn't find anyone to play with online and it was just a mess. And I felt like doing that for them may not have been the wisest decision. You know, I don't know what the deal was. I don't know what the deal is for games and, and studios that do that with discord do they get a lot of money because I, I just feel like it it didn't even have like a, a a small window of excitement it's like oh you know or discard really promoting it's just like if you want to play this game it's only on discord but you're not really going to know that it's on discord or anything uh, so the fact that it's coming to i i think it was probably mentioned as coming to steam as well but i believe it's coming to all consoles I think that's great because there's. I'd also be interested to see how it runs because I, I I was having issues if I remember correctly, regardless of the the setting I was playing on. So that I don't know, maybe it's just an issue with you know some games have problems with certain manufacturers of graphic cards and and shit like that. But um, it's a really interesting game. I, I like it conceptually and. Having it on all these other platforms, where hopefully they can find a, a bigger audience, it'd be it'd be a, a great Game Pass game for sure. Uh, that's that'll be pretty cool. 
But there are a lot, there are a lot of games and bits of DLC. The weirdest DLC was Guacamole 2 is getting, I guess, essentially Greg Miller and Porty, his dog, in it. I think that's free DLC. It'd be really weird if that was paid DLC because it is such a niche thing to, to want. It's like, oh, do you want to play as Greg Miller? Yeah, I think he's still in a luchador mask. But uh, it's a good show. Anyway, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Played a good amount more of that. I've unlocked, I don't know, maybe 30 characters at this point. Or, or around there. 20 to 30 characters. Played around with a handful of them. I kind of like Little Mac. But there are some disadvantages too. I, I'm not a fan of any player, any fighter who doesn't have a good recovery and makes it hard to get back when you fall off and i hate i like playing as them because it's it's nice but i hate fighting against any fighter who can fly because then it's just like okay well until i can smash them off the thing and they can't just fly themselves back to the 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 platform they're just frustrating i hate them i hate king k rule or whatever his stupid name is stupid freaking spinny hat or whatever he's doing to fly drives me nuts a big fat tub of lard is still able to fly piece of crap <laughs> but the more i've played i i've discovered that i really like smash brothers and maybe it, this one just is so fine-tuned uh, over the others but i can't imagine that's the case uh, I really like it in handheld mode. I like the way it feels. Like I said before, sometimes it gets real hectic with what's going on on screen and how zoomed out it is playing on that little screen. I can't imagine what the hell it would be like to play an eight-player match on in handheld mode. But I really am starting to like it a lot. The, the controls are simple, and I'm sure those who are really good at it have found the way to master them. But... I am I am at a place where I'm not great at it, but I'm not terrible. I, I'm good enough, and I've played two online matches. The first, I, I was terrible, but not the most terrible. It was a 2v2 match. I didn't even know it was going to be that, but I ended up with negative two, and my, or I ended up with negative one. My teammate was negative two. They had two deaths no knockouts i had two knockouts but i had three deaths but i knocked the other team out at least twice so that's something i wasn't the, the worst of the worst i was just part of the worst i was the best worst and then i played a second match where it was just a free-for-all one v one v one v one and surprisingly i won i could not believe it i was playing as link i think i really like link a lot uh the skyward sword i guess look or is that is that skyward sword i can't remember or if it's not skyward sword breath of the wild um i like the look and i like the feel i kind of like all the sword uh wielding characters so far fighters uh, I, I played a little bit with Simon Belmont, and that was fun, but he feels like he'll be a bit trickier because he's somewhat slower movement-wise. I'm not a big fan of the characters who move slowly, um, but I've had a lot of fun. I, I love the slow drip 
the, the continued slow drip of character unlocks because like I said, I don't have any mains. I don't have any favorites. They're all new characters to me. So playing around with these ones that I unlock and slowly getting new ones is good for me. It means I get to focus on the ones I've unlocked while waiting to unlock more. I finally unlocked Jigglypuff, which was a pain in the ass because on that level, I'd, I'd always die, not from Jigglypuff, but from some stupid Pokemon coming out that dumbass garage, whatever it is on the ceiling, that I always forget is there. Like the last time before I beat him, uh, uh, Bulbazar came out and just like did whatever it did to me and smacked me off the screen. I'm like, son of a bitch, I had Jigglypuff. He was really damaged. But then I lost because this stupid Bulbasaur piece of crap. But I've messed around a little bit with the World of Light mode, which I really want to like. And I just need to I, I need to accept what it is, which is sometimes really annoying. I don't there are lots of times when I like it, but then I hit a wall where a level is so frustrating, but it's more so frustrating just because it's set up in a way that you unlock these spirits, and they give you certain attributes. Like some will be like, "Oh, you don't take damage from falling," or like earthquakes won't affect you, or whatever. And you get to these levels where this is happening over and over again. And to really get through it, you have to use this specific spirit you just got prior. And it's set up in this way. It's like, "Oh, I, I, I guess there's a button in there where you can just press it, and I'll be like, we'll, we'll give you the spirit that you should probably use." But I don't like that. It, it just feels weird to feel like I'm going through it and I, I have a challenge every now and again but then I get to these levels like well how the hell am how the hell am I supposed to do anything here this is a nightmare I was playing one where I think it was Luigi and he had a hammer and just the like Donkey Kong hammer just smacking 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 and I was like I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do with it and then a friend told me you just have to wait for the, the hammer to the power up to end it's like, oh, didn't think of that. But I also, like uh, mentioning earlier, I think that causes earthquakes or whatever, but then I got this spirit that makes me not affected by earthquake shit going on. It's like, oh, okay, I guess this all makes sense or whatnot. But I don't feel like it's always super clear what you have to do. And there's just so much going on. There's so many spirits and so there's so many attributes and things they can do. It's just like what? It, it's very overwhelming. It's just a lot. And hearing that World of Light is, you know, like 25 hours or more. Oh, it's, it's kind of cool. But it's just something I look at and I'm like. Mm. And also, I do want to unlock more characters. And I played through maybe an hour of World of Light, and I don't think I unlocked a single character in that mode. Maybe I unlocked one. But I felt like the the drip was, it was it was slower than I even I would like. Um, but I really have been enjoying it, which is a been it's been a pleasant surprise because I pre-ordered it on a whim. I'm like, I want to give the Smash Brothers series a real chance, and this is such a love letter to Nintendo and, and other franchises as well. Um, and the music included is freaking ridiculous and amazing. And so I pre-ordered it, and I'm really liking it. And the the big test will be seeing how my dad uh, feels about it if he he if he likes it. But I, before, because I'm not going to play it in handle with both of us playing, I need to. I saw that there is 
I guess there are multiple third-party docks for the Switch, but there's one made by Insignia, I believe. Uh, at Best Buy, probably other places too as well. But 40 bucks regular price, on sale for like 35 bucks. But if I can get a dock for 30, 40 bucks, uh, then I'll have this extra one that I can give it to my dad and I could just instead of having to unhook my dock which isn't the biggest pain in the ass but I don't want to do it anyway uh take that there and put it on the big tv and we can try out some smash and also play some mario kart because he, he loves mario kart he loves mario kart but yeah that'll be something to try out in the future uh and then just going back to the online mode only played two matches no lag everything run fine and i'm not hardwired it was playing in handle mode wi-fi worked perfectly uh, which was really nice uh, but i've heard plenty of cases that people are having you know a lot of issues with lag and stuff so who knows two matches is nothing to go by but i am probably six seven eight <laughs> hours into it I played I played more than I expected, uh, and a lot of it, if not well, most of it in handheld mode. Uh, so much so that I played a lot of it maybe Saturday, and I saw that my battery life was down to about ten percent. I was like, oh shit! I did not realize I was playing it that much that I got the battery down that low. I can't remember the last time that's happened because even when I was playing Into the Breach a lot. I didn't feel like that was eating battery a lot, so it, it would always be pretty healthy, and then I'd just put it back in the dock and all that. But that was the most surprising thing is that, oh, I've played so much Smash that my, my Switch is about to die. Moving on to the rest of what I've been playing. That's enough Smash. Uh, I, I've played about an hour of Rival Mega Gun, And this is... I'm playing on Xbox One. I think it's on other platforms. Oh, I know it's on other platforms. What other platforms? I'm not sure. Probably PS4 and PC. Maybe Switch. But this is a game that conceptually I love. I love it conceptually so much. But I fucking hate it so much at the same time. It is a shmup that instead of just being a regular shmup where you are fighting against enemies that are coming down. It's a vertical scrolling shmup. Uh, you know, and eventually fight boss, you know, and avoiding the bullets and all that jazz. It's set up like a lot of puzzle fighter games, ver puzzle versus games, like Puyo Puyo Tetris or whatnot, where you are fighting against enemies on your screen. You have another, your opponent on the other screen, so it's split down the middle. You're taking on enemies. As you're building up your combo... It sends over little drones to the other person's area. And when your combo dies, the, the drones will wake up and start attacking them. And, and the, the number of drones and their power will depend on how high your combo is. You also have the ability to uh, charge up and shoot like various unique weapons at the other opponent too. And eventually this, this charge meter will fully charge, which will allow you to turn into like your super pilot mode, your big mode where like you'll, you'll just get bigger and you'll move over to the other screen, to the, the, the other player's screen, their space, and become like a, a boss fight. You'll have a boss bar and everything. And you'll have 
four different moves uh, of varying types. Like you can have a, a spread shot, a thing where you let fire come uh, across all the borders of their screen. And you will be able to also turn shots, which is interesting. And it's really cool. I love that idea. I love the idea of taking a shmup and then adding this versus aspect to it where you're both taking on enemies and what you're really trying to do is make it so the other person gets knocked out and, and takes damage and all that. But the problem with the game is that at least against the AI in the arcade mode, which is basically the story mode, there's, there's, more doll, uh, door, there's more dialogue than I would have expected. And it's not that bad. It, it's good enough, but I started skipping it because there's just so much of it. It is so fucking frustrating. It is way too difficult on just the normal difficulty, which I feel like should be not easy, but shouldn't be that frustrating. There's easy, normal, then whatever, hard and very hard or whatever. And I beat the game on normal in arcade mode after doing five retries. And it was awful. I hated it so much. And the the the, the telling sign that it is a bad frustrating and not a rewarding frustrating is that every time I would beat a level, I wouldn't feel, yes, finally I beat them, you know, like the sense of accomplishment and excited to take on a new challenge. Every single time I would beat a level, my immediate thought was like, fucking Jesus Christ, I got another level after this. This is going to be another nightmare. I'm, God, when will this be over? I was not looking forward to continuing the arcade mode at all. And that's not good. It, it, it's such a frustrating thing. And it may be a, a really enjoyable experience in online mode or local play, playing against another person where you're evenly matched and it's probably more balanced. Of course, if you're playing against like a, a shmup savant, you'll probably get your ass kicked. But the amount of crap coming on screen and then with the addition of the opponent sending shit your way against the AI, it just becomes a, a nightmare, especially since you only get half the screen to navigate through. You you have half the, the play space as you usually do. And I was excited when I got to the, the last fight against the big baddie, which I think was just called big monster, big whatever, um, because that takes away the versus aspect and you're just fighting against this big boss, which wasn't a really interesting uh, enemy in terms of design or anything like that. But you have the entire screen to yourself now. I'm like, yes, this is gonna feel good because I'm gonna be able to navigate, and it's gonna be—it's just gonna be a good time. <laughs> there's, there's so much shit going on screen, and it's just really disappointing because, like I said, the concept is awesome, and I really hope they come. That I, I want to see this developer. I wish I had their name, but I want to see them continue with this idea and make a second one and really refine everything and just, I mean, they could update this too, but I don't know. I, the, 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 the ships you have don't seem the, I think there are six options. The arcade mode is six or seven levels. Um, the character designs and all that aren't that great. And some of the ships seem to be, maybe it's just me, but they seem significantly weaker than other ships. It seems like there are some clear ones that have better special powers, especially in terms of what they can send over to the other level. 
Because when you turn into a boss, whatever, everyone seems a fairly match or whatever. But some of the, the stuff, like one of the abilities of a ship is to send over a bunch of missiles that come off at the bottom. And depending on how many, how big their power bar up is and how much they power up before they send them over, it'll send a lot down there. Some will sprinkle mines all over the, the area. Some will send these like almost underwater mines that come in at specific places and then come in at angles which are super annoying to deal with uh and like some homing missile things that d just home to a space or whatever but uh i i want to love the game but it just is too frustrating for me to deal with it like i, I played through it i play the arcade mode i might try some online if there is anyone playing uh maybe local if I get a chance to, but the arcade mode was so frustrating that I was just like, okay, I did this once. I don't ever want to do this again. I, I really didn't enjoy the experience and that sucks because I, I think there's something really cool there, but it just doesn't come together. Then I started playing Titanfall 2, played about two hours of that. It's the next Attack the Backlog game and so far, really like it. It's one, really pretty. My friend reminded me that it's on the Source Engine, which I forgot. And it's amazing how versatile that Source Engine is and how scalable it is. But it looks really nice. It is really good. It runs really well. I'm playing on the, the X. And I'm enjoying the campaign more for more than just the gameplay. But the gameplay feels really good. Uh, I, I, I think Titanfall... The way it works works really well in a campaign. The the free running and wall running and all that kind of jazz. It feels better than Mirror's Edge. It's a better Mirror's Edge. I said it. I said it. Get over it. But it does. It feels like you can't argue that the gunplay doesn't feel better. But given that Mirror's Edge put in a lot of combat, that sucked. I think it's pretty apt to compare the two. And Titanfall 2 feels way better and just moving around the space i there were a lot more times in the, the 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 game where i was running around doing a bunch of wall runs wall to wall to wall and sliding around and, and whatnot where i always felt like i was in control and it was always satisfying it, it feels really good of course I'll, I'll get way more in depth when i get around to that episode but i'm really liking it much to my pleasant surprise even though i heard great things about it all this time and speaking of attack the backlog latest one came out uh, i think i already mentioned that but uh, it's all about hellblade senua's sacrifice which i adore i love the game so much it's coming out pretty soon on game pass i believe maybe around like the 16th so if you are an xbox one owner and have game pass you'll be able to play it for free shortly so i highly recommend doing that and i highly recommend really strongly listening with a pair of headphones because that really lets the audio shine which is such a big part of the experience but i really really love that game and i hope those who listen to the latest episode of attack the backlog like the episode it's one that at this point i am unable to really look at and judge with clear eyes because my original recording was all screwed up that uh, 
I couldn't clean it enough to make it 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 wasn't terrible but for me it was a, it was bad enough that I just couldn't accept it so the initial magic I had in that first initial recording I don't think I ever got it back again but I hope in the recording I eventually went with because I, I recorded a few times before I felt like I at least had something that was good enough I hope people enjoy the episode and yeah it's you know on YouTube uh, and all the, the podcast places so I highly recommend playing the game before because it is a game worth experience as fresh as can be and it's also on PS4 and PC and I, I, I love it so much I Ninja Theory is just at this point they're they're perfect for me Enslaved DMC Hellblade some of my favorite games of all time they'd probably all be in my top 100 and I look forward to what they're what they make next and I, I just I just I just want I know I've said this before I just want Microsoft to give them all the money and just let them make a game for however long they want to make it if it takes 10 years to get a game I don't care I mean I'd, I'd like to have something sooner from them but just just do you Ninja Theory and Microsoft just let them do them but, uh, yeah, in addition to that, I played a little bit of Doom and was reminded of how good that game feels. It just feels really good. It's super fast and fun. It's great that you don't have to reload your weapons. It's amazing how much that changes the gameplay, that you don't have to think about reloading. Uh, and it looks really good. And yeah, I'm I never I never actually finished it. So that's a game that I look at campaign wise. I'm like, do I just play through it now or is that something I should start over from the beginning and do and attack the backlog for it? I don't know. Who knows? Nobody knows. Do you know? If you do know, why don't you tell me? But uh Doom is really good. And it's often I don't know if it is often on sale, but I think I think it's more often bundled with other id games and Bethesda games, I guess, Bethesda published games. I forget which one it was bundled in where I got it. Because Wolfenstein games are bundled together. Something was, I think Prey was bundled with Dishonored 2. Doom was bundled with, I don't know, I don't know. But that's pretty much all I've been playing. And so I'll just talk, very quickly about Black Klansman, which is the newest movie from Spike Lee. Came out this year with people in it. The only one I know by name is Adam Driver, aka what's his name in the Star Wars movies? What's his character? Darth? Darth? Is he a Darth? I don't know if he's a Darth. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, who is fantastic in the Star Wars movies. Uh, maybe my favorite part uh, of the new ones. But it's based on a true story about this black clop, <laughs> black clop, black cop. I just realized how close black cop sounds to black ops, and it's really bothered me. I don't know if that's intentional, but it bothers me a lot. It's definitely not intentional. Why would they want their, their game to be associated? Like, oh, we're, we're, we're making some kind of black cop thing, though. No. 
what am I what am I on about? This is bad. It's about a black cop who infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan, and in it he 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 talks as himself his his white self on the phone, and then there's another cop who does who plays the in person role, um, and they're both people who the KKK would not like. Yeah, yeah you know the black cop and then the other cop is a jewish man and it is really really good and i i think it it does a good job of dealing with race relations and all that without being too over uh, too heavy-handed or anything uh I, i really enjoy it i think there's some weird editing in it which is just just some weird things where like things are interchange it between two scenes and I'm like is this right this seems weird but uh overall I really enjoyed it and it was a fun watch and it ends in a way that it uses real life footage at the end not of the characters you just saw that is just a reminder of like <laughs> shit things haven't changed have they um but that that's great and there there's a moment that is definitely not unintentional uh at some point in the movie where they're like make america great again but i don't know if they said those exact words like but it was just like uh yep 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 so i thought i thought it was really well done and it's it was nice to see another good spike lee movie because I think the last one beforehand, before this was Chirac, which maybe I have some bias being a Chicago resident, but I thought Chirac was a absolute piece of shit and ridiculous. And I just, like, if he was trying to send some kind of message with that, he failed. Like, there was, there was, it was not a message. Like, it was just a joke of a movie. I fucking hate that movie so much. It is so fucking stupid. And it doesn't do anything to like talk about the actual issues. I don't think it really does. Maybe other people will agree, but living here and experience a lot of the stuff and, and being at rallies or things like that. Like what what is what, what is Chirac really trying to accomplish? I don't know. It's trying to kind of crown is it just it's whatever. Whatever. Leave me alone. <laughs> But that uh, will do it for this episode, which went way longer than I was expecting. I don't know. These these episodes are getting long. Sometimes. Sometimes they're not. But who cares? I don't edit them, so they're easy to throw up out there. Vomit all over the place. But uh, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Kuznets. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my anime list, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. I think it's funny that I still mention a handful of those just because do I ever stream on Twitch? No. Do I think about streaming on Twitch? Some not really that regularly? Yes. I, I think about it and I don't ever do it. I often think about why don't I stream when I'm playing these games for Attack the Backlog? I'm not going to show my video because I don't want to because the way it's set up, the camera will not show me in a way that I think is good i think the angle just really 
amplifies my ugliness and I don't like it. It makes me really uncomfortable. Um, so I can't do that. But I, I, I always look at it and a lot of people say like, if you don't have a, if you don't have a cam, nobody's going to stick around. Nobody's going to want to watch it. I'm like, is that true? Then why do I even, why should I even bother? But maybe that's not true. I don't know. Cause I don't really watch streamers either. Um, and I think it's probably also important to stream for longer than just short sessions. You know, nobody's going to want to watch a half hour stream. Not that I, I usually play. Well, I might play in longer than hour chunks with these attack the backlog things, but that's the, the session I, I cut each episode in or I cut each section in so that, that they're more manageable files for when I end up editing everything together. But, um, going back to the, the, the end of the show, uh, uh, outside of all those places where I'm usually at PX Sausage, as I mentioned, you can also find me on PSN at the Kush 3, which uh, am I usually on? PlayStation 4? Did I say PlayStation 3? I don't know what I said, but PlayStation whatever, PSN, you know, what have you, I'm the Kush 3. But you'll rarely see me online because who wants to play on that stupid system? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But Xbox is better. <laughs> I think we can all agree. Sure, you have your stupid exclusive like Spider-Man. Whoop-de-doo. I'm swinging around the city. Whoop-de-doo. Can I get some uh, uh, f- stupid pizza? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking curl it up and eat it. Halfy, halfy, whatever. <laughs> you fucking stupid New York people. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyone who lives in New York listening to this, I'm just kidding. It's fine. I have nothing against New York. I would love to visit at some point. It's a city that I look at. I'm like, I'd like to go there for maybe a day and then never return because it just seems too crazy. You may think Chicago is a crazy city. and No, especially we got alleys. Throw all the garbage in the alley. Your garbage is all in the street. That's what I hear at least. Is it true? I don't know because I've never been. Maybe it's wonderful. But, you know, big cities are things that I don't need to see much of. I was in London. London was shitty. I mean, London wasn't shitty, it was just another big city. Which rhymes with shitty, but it was just another big city. It wasn't that special. I loved Edinburgh way more. And Paris. Paris was way nicer than anyone said it would be. Or More so, the people were really nice. Outside of the subway, the people were really nice. Uh, And outside of going into a restaurant, having to use the bathroom... And having to really use the bathroom, as in take a, a, a poopy, and it just being a hole in the ground. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? I need to take a shit. I don't want to take a shit in a hole in the ground. I was I was happy with that experience. There's so many tangents and they're just going off the rails all over the place. Where was I? I saw my PSN. And then how Spider-Man sucks. And then I really went off on New York for no reason. I love New York. I've never been, but I love you. Of course I do. Because why wouldn't I? New York, New York. Or there's some I love New York. Isn't that a popular shirt? Like I heart NY. Sure. See, I, I own like 17 of those. I'm not going to show you them. But just trust me. Anywho, Spider-Man's stupid. So Xbox is better. <laughs> Someone is calling me. Uh, I'll get to that. I'm, I'm going to let them go to the messaging, even though it's my dad, uh, cause I need to finish this and editing video like this is whatever, but, uh, what is, what is, what is the site is of course, you know what? It's funny. 
I would not have missed this call if I just fucking kept to the stupid script. There is no script, but there's a script in my head. If I just kept to it, I would have... This is this is going to be like a 50-minute episode. This is terrible. Anywho, the site is, of course, pixelatedsauces.com, which I'm sure you already know. And how anyone could still be listening, it doesn't matter. So why am I even bothering with any of this crap? But the site is pixelatedsauces.com, where you can find this podcast... This stupid podcast you're listening to, if you're still listening to it, what the hell's wrong with you? But you can you can get this there, as well as the Pixelated Paranormal podcast, which is all about spooky stuff, fucking whatever, and Attack the Backlog, which is really good. Not that Pixelated Paranormal isn't good, you know, I, I was kind of being cheeky, really spooky, but Attack the Backlog, that's where it's at. Um, and if you'd like to check out both <laughs> fucking... Fuck me. All these podcasts are available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you would like to watch the video version of this podcast, you definitely don't. But if you'd like to watch it, as well as Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash sausage and check both of them out over there. And I highly recommend, as I've said all the time, every episode at this point, Attack the Backlog is best watched and not listened to. If you can only listen to it, then you should still listen to it. But I think the video always makes it better. And I hope those who watch it agree. And if you'd like to check out the art I do, which you can find over at pxsart.com. That, that, I don't know where I'm supposed to go after that. That was a weird. I constructed that sentence poorly. If you'd like to check out the art I do, which is crazy, kooky, and colorful, you can go over to pxsart.com. And if you see something you like, you can click on the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and everything we do, and why the fuck would you? Why would you? Why would you? But if you do, and you have a few bucks every month that you're like, I don't know what the hell to do with this. I usually wipe my ass with this, but maybe I can make some better choices with this money. You can support the show over at patreon.com slash px. That's the site in general, not just this show, but just everything that we do over at the site. You can go over to patreon.com slash pxs, and anything would be greatly appreciated. Uh, and if not, just share the episode and share the stuff we do. Uh, that means the world to us. That really, more so than any other kind of support, I really always love it when I see someone make a gif out of a video or post it and share it or like a tweet or whatever. Anytime people do that or, or retweet something, that that really fills my heart with lots and lots of love. So any anyone who's ever done that, thank you very much. It, it means so much. So that will really do it for this episode. The maybe longest episode I've ever done, I don't know what the record is so far, but this one is long, and I think we can all agree it is way too long, and not safe for work. Lots of more swearing. I, I think I've just come around to accepting that I swear, and I was just like, "Fucking who gives a shit? I don't care." Um, it feels I, I I sometimes feel weird censoring myself because I just to me they're just words. They don't mean anything. I think the f word fuck is offensive. If you're calling someone, like, you're a stupid fuck, or you're, you know, whatever. But when it's just being used as a, an example, you know, as, not an exemplifier, but, like, you know, this is fucking awesome. It just means this is really awesome, but 
to a to like a super high level because it's fucking awesome or it's fucking terrible like Dragon Ball GT. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good place to end it with some F's and the A's and the the peepees and the okay, all right. Well, now I'll say what I usually say like way earlier than I got around to this time, but <laughs> I still can't. I still can't do it. All right. You know what's good? No one can really make me laugh. Make my laugh. No one can make me laugh except myself because I, for whatever reason, really think my stupid sense of humor and me just being a real idiot is amusing. And now I will really say. Bye. Bye.